Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. <clears throat> I'm Marshall Bircher, and I'm your host here and your guide in discovering your well-being and happiness beyond codependency and specifically narcissistic abuse. Today, we will be touching on episode number three of how to know yourself, what is real self-worth and how it works. So we're going to dive into that because this is a highly misunderstood concept. It's one that kept me trapped in a cycle of repeated attempts at healing that never really turned into healing until something changed. In my view about value, so we're going to be discussing that and how it relates to your work in knowing yourself and how that builds you further and further into your own sovereignty, your own well-being, and thus free from codependency and the impact of abuse and neglect in your world. So before we do that, I need to share this out to the community here. The link for the community is above on Facebook in the description and below on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. The community is your safe haven where you can find tools, you can find guidance, you can find support in your journey beyond codependency. I offer a number of different tools and guides and trainings that are freely available that assist you in breaking free. In fact, <laughs> several members actually liberate completely from codependency just by being a member of the community. It's free. Again, that link is above on Facebook and below in the description on YouTube. So I'm going to get this shared out here. Boom, boom. And voila. Let me know how you guys are doing in the comments. Where you're from, what's going on in your world. Let's have a discussion about value here. So how to know yourself, episode number three. What is real self-worth and how does it work? So in codependent dynamics, we are operating in what's called a benefit-centered relationship. So benefit-centered relating is all about what's in it for me. What am I getting out of this? What does this matter to me? It's, it's really um, utility-oriented. So an example of a common benefit-related or benefit-centered relationship is a job-employee-employer relationship. The employee gets a job. The employer pays the employee for money. The money or the employee does things for the employer. That's the benefit. That's the transactional element of benefit-centered relating. Now, narcissistic relationships, emotionally immature relationships, are transactional. They're benefit-centered. We get into the relationship or they get into the relationship to get something out of it from the other person. And once the benefit has been received, the person that received the benefit tends to shut down any interaction with the other person. It's very typically one sided interaction so the person got the sex they got the attention they got the time they got the commitment and then they they're done they go off and do their own thing and they end up ignoring neglecting the other person and that can escalate into abuse that can escalate into harm for the other person now the other person is typically the codependent in this dynamic and they're seeking more connection more presence more proximity with the other person. But the other person's got their cookie, they're done, they're out of there. What this does, especially if we've grown up in this, is it teaches us that our value is predicated on our performance, on what we do. So if we're doing what pleases someone, we have high value for a moment. 
if we're doing something that rejects causes rejection or upsets someone we have low value in them in this moment and the reason why this is happening is because we believe the approval and rejection of the other person determines our value because we've externalized our worth and made them the authority over that worth and so our sense of value is completely contingent on the the outcome the other person the emotional satisfaction the other person feels about our behavior about our choice or our action and no wonder we feel terrified of relationships no wonder we're paralyzed in stepping out and doing our own thing no wonder it's frightening to be ourselves and no wonder that we don't have a stable sense of self-value because it's conditional it's intermittent it's unreliable who knows what it'll mean today will they like me today will they love me tomorrow because in unstable unreliable and abusive relationships the consistency of that person's warmth towards us is unreliable it's it's not stable and if our our value as a person is attached to that then it's unstable too this is commonly the big challenge we experience in trying to build self-worth or self-esteem. As we talked about in the previous episode, identity is a story, right? Well, value and how we conceive of it is also based on the same premise of story. It's based on the premise of those root conclusions we internalized that we think define us entirely. So one of the big root conclusions we focus on in the Know Yourself strategy is one's value. And we start to liberate it and build it in a way that makes it, what's the word, independent from approval and from rejection and from our own judgments, our own approval and rejection. We move into something I call innate value. Hey, Pam, nice to see you. Yeah, I hear you. Really... It describes me too. You're in good company because we are wrestling with this transactional value that we've been conditioned into because we haven't been valued for who we are. We've been valued just for what we do, and that's very temporary. So this is where we learn transactional value, where we discover that my value is only dependent on what I do. In the Know Yourself strategy, in our deep work in healing, we come to discover something I call innate value. I attach, I'm going to bracket this in with this concept of self-esteem and self-worth. Most of my work, previous to what I do now, in building self-esteem and self-worth, were built on skills identification. They were built on, hey, you do this well, but go there. Or this person likes you, this person liked you, this person loved you, why don't you love you? And this really trapped me because I thought there was something wrong with me. Well, if that person loves me, then I should love me. But I was actually operating from an internal root conclusion that said, I'm not worthy of love because X person said I wasn't. And until that person says I am, I'm not. So there's a trap there. The other component is, is because my value was built on transactionalism, that approach to self-esteem and self-worth was transactionally, it was reinforcing the transactional nature of value. So I never got out of this trap. 
I always had to prove my worth, earn my value, be the right person, or I have nothing at all. I don't deserve to exist. I don't deserve to take up space. There's something wrong with me. That was what my big wrestle was until about eight, six, eight years ago, 20, 2013-ish. When I came into this realization in my own work that what if there's something that is immutable, unalterable, consistent, reliable, and present that isn't necessarily about earning worth, but it is the worth, the value. So I started leaning into this concept. It was just a guess on my part. I'm like, I wonder what this is, if this is real or not. But I started to, I made an assumption that I have innate value, period. My job is to become aware of it and cultivate my awareness of it and then my connection to and, and loyalty to it. That was basically the premise of this experiment I started. What developed out of this was what I call innate value. The discovery that I have value despite other people's approval and rejection, despite their judgments and assumptions, conclusions, or expectations of me, despite my own judgments, my own assumptions, my own conclusions and expectations of myself, I have innate value. And it's something that I cannot change. I can't add to or take away from it. And I cannot alter it. It's there, consistently available. My job is to attune to it. Now, this was a real challenge. Because it's like, what am I actually attuning to? And I started to get some hints in my journey with this by the way other people responded to me when they cared about who I am. So when I started to witness that people cared about who I am, not what I did, well, certain people did and certain people didn't, I started to feel this different kind of sensation of consistent, reliable warmth and solidity within me. And from that space came this, this inspiration and this clarity and this rest. It was like, wow, this is solid, this is clear, this is me. I didn't have to do anything from it. I didn't have to justify it or explain it. I got to rest and lean into it. Then I'd lose contact with it because I get swamped back into the transactional value and I come back to it. What I started to find here is that within me, there was a consistent space of warmth and availability, of love and and just general embrace of me that I didn't earn, that I didn't have to prove, that I didn't have to force or create. I actually had to discover it. I had to become aware of it. I had to become available to it. And as this started to work, I started to find my behaviors changing. My codependency became very latent. I started finding more resilient confidence. Rejection and approval didn't have the uh, sting and euphoria it used to have. In fact, I started to discover a lot of indifference towards a lot of those things. I started to feel somatically in my body, feel worth, feel value. Even when shit was hitting the fan, even when things were difficult, even when I screwed up, it was still consistently there. And I started to teach my clients at the time this, and they started to find the same thing too. And that 
that the same kind of experience started to emerge that they got in contact with this really solid warm loving consistent space within them that just sheltered and held them and cradled them and guided them this is what became what i call innate value because from being in contact with innate value they started to realize what was their voice their thoughts their perspective versus the programming versus what other people told them to think they started to have a different vision and view of themselves and others they started to see different opportunities and possibilities and probabilities in their world than they did when they were coming from shame when they're coming from guilt they're coming from trying to build themselves up they found that they didn't have to build anything up they had to attune to the thing that's what i experienced as well these results were an organic byproduct of being tuned into innate value this is the solution to the trap of transactional value is to come into a connection and a nurturing of awareness to one's sovereign worth their personal sovereign unalterable value and then to learn how to trust it how to live from it how to under to listen to it and understand it and follow it that's the journey that really brings us back to ourselves because now we're not trying to prove anything we're not externally oriented seeking something through someone else we are fully in our own yard we're internally referencing ourselves we're discovering our innate self through this lens of real genuine love acceptance and brilliance so this is real self-worth is that it's already there for us and the way that it works is that we attune to it and then we start to follow it because when we follow our innate value and its guidance we become we create what's called congruence and congruence creates harmony within us which then raises our sense of self-confidence our sense of self-trust our wholeness and our peace of mind because now we're not at odds with ourselves because our value and our actions and choices aren't aligning it's that our value choices and actions are aligned there's congruence or integrity to this and that's where our brilliance starts to really reshape the world we live in because we're choosing things and acting in different ways that attract and choose different outcomes thus we get different results thus we no longer have to be codependent instead we can be safely interdependent and actually move out of just survival and into play into discovery into expansion of your own happiness and satisfaction in your life so this is one of the core functions of the know yourself strategy it's what we focus on deeply and we uh, constantly reinforcing it because this takes practice this takes work to to really attune to it i make this really 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 clear we aren't creating value we're tuning into it it's already in you our job is to become aware of it align with it and then return to alignment with it when we get out of it it's to that's our work and that's what we discover in the know yourself strategy using a couple of different techniques like value retrieval value activation and then rooting 
uh, rooting value or making it the root conclusion we come from within ourselves. So now we're not combating like the shame conclusion or the guilt conclusion or the worthless conclusion. We are actually aligned innately with it already and seeing ourselves through that lens. So if this resonates with you and you're looking for that guidance, you're looking to go deeper into loving yourself and really knowing yourself from this space, the Know Yourself strategy was made for you. We've got enrollment open for the live training that starts August 17th. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Don't hesitate to check it out. Got questions? Let me know. Um, I'd be glad to to uh, answer them and help you get into the course, especially if you're like, I'm not sure if it is, so ask, find out. I'll direct you where you need to be because that's the point. So there you go, guys. That is today's training. I appreciate you being here. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And lean into discovering your innate value by listening to it or listening for it, that warmth. Because it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be normal. You might even push it away like, I'm not worthy of that. Get away. No, you are. Our journey is to allow that to take up space and build a comfort around it, to lean into the discomfort of actually being worthy without ever having to prove it or earn it, to actually having value without ever, ever demonstrating it or proving it or, or earning it from someone else. Instead, you, you get to experience it because it's already part of who you are. It's not something we earn. So there you go. Go safely, my friends. I will see you in our next episode. Have a good day. Bye-bye.